Good morning, and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. I hope everyone had a wonderful Rosh Hashanah, and I hope that you had delicious food and wonderful davening over the holiday. And in keeping with the food theme, we have a very uh, hot news item uh, to share with you today. Last week, the Jewish world went a little bit crazy when um, a young um, Orthodox Jewish girl one chopped that she is a the first orthodox jewish uh chopped winner um there's been several contestants but she is the first one to actually win the championship um and this is a show that i feel like the from community really loves um i don't know i guess because maybe we have a lot of occasions to cook that we sort of see ourselves or picture ourselves getting our chance to um to, to play, to win, we had a kosher chop championship with uh, um, an NSN host here, Naomi, um, at our All-Stars event several months ago, and it was really exciting. Um, and so I already saw that there was an excitement in the, the you know religious Jewish world around shop. Um, and today we have with us the winner herself, Rachel Goldzall. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. Okay, so... Um, I'm just curious, like, how did this all begin? Like, my daughter, who's around your age on Shabbat afternoon, likes to chop up salads and make different mixes and stuff with her friends, to You know, keep busy. When and how did you get into cooking? And when and how did you think of, of entering the show? So, as a kid, I've always loved, like, food. And my parents always called me a foodie. And... When I was, like, about eight years old, I started actually cooking, helping my mom with, like, basic stuff. And then, like, as I got older, I kept helping out, and I kept getting more, like, better at it. And my mom would, like, let me, like, use the stove and the oven and all that stuff as I was getting older and, like, better at it so that she can trust me using the stuff. Um, and I've always loved cooking, when I, and I started actually cooking, like, when I was eight, and I always loved watching Food Network. So, like, yeah, <laughs> I've always loved Food Network, especially Chop. Chop was definitely one of my favorite shows. So, like, one day um, when I was 11 years old, no, 12 years old, um, I was with my friend, and we were just, like, like, I really wanted to apply. I was thinking about it for, like, a few days, like, not that long, but I didn't really think that much would come out of it. Like, I was really, really excited, but I didn't really think, like, I mean, I did, I was hoping for something to come out of it, but I didn't know if it was actually going to happen. So the first application is very, very basic. It's, like, just your name, your number, and, like, that kind of stuff. And then, mm. like, an optional, you can add, like, videos and pictures. So me and my friend got together one night, and we made, like, a small video of me cooking. Of I made, like, steak tacos, and I put it, and, like, I sent the application in, and for months and months and months, I was begging, begging, begging my parents, did they answer, did they answer, did they get back to you, did they get back to you? And I kept, like, I was, like, at the edge of my seat wanting to know, like, when are they going to get back to us? And then finally, um, like, my dad gets, like, a call, and it was mm -hmm. like, hi, we got your child's chopped application, we're going to send you the more detailed application. And, like, the detailed application was really, really, really long. It was, like, ten pages long of every little thing you can think of. We <laughs> um, you know, just and, to interrupt you. Were your parents on board with this? Like, when you came to them after your initial idea, were they like, that's a great idea, Rachel? Or were they like, that's kind of crazy? Or how, how did they react? 
for my parents. So, um, like, they were like, yeah, 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 go ahead, apply. But, like, my dad thought, like, I would get in. My mom was like, don't get too excited. Like, she knew I might get in, but she didn't want me to get too excited. So then, um, yeah, so then I applied, and my parents actually weren't home when I sent the application in. They knew I was sending it in, but um, they didn't, like, see me actually sending it in. Um, um, and then... The 10-page application came in, the longer one. Right, so the then the longer one came in, exactly. And then I filled that out, like, it took forever because it was really, really long. And then they made, like, two more cuts, like, of, like, people that are going to, like, continue. So mm -hmm. I got, like, two more emails, like, oh, you, you got, you're, like, in for the next cut. Again, oh, you got in for the next cut. And then finally, 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 they, like, I, they sent us this whole, whole big email, like, congratulations, you got on the top with all the rules and everything like that. And, yeah. So wait, just to clarify, did you get onto Chopped or Chopped Junior? So I went on Chopped. Um, yeah, I went on Chopped, but a kid's edition episode, so it was not Chopped Junior. Oh, okay, because we've, really, we've been having a machlokas about this in my household, if it was Chopped or Chopped Junior. Do they do that often, a kid's <laughs> version of Chopped, or...? Yeah, it was like regular Chopped, but like a kids edition episode, Wiz Kids episode. Got it, Wiz Kids. Aha. Oh wow. So, and is that what you you had applied to be on specifically Chopped Wiz Kids, or would you have taken any show? Like, what what did you apply for? I applied for Chopped Junior, but then when they got back to us that they got my application, they told us that like we're not casting for Chopped Junior right now. They're only casting for regular. But I was very lucky because they were actually casting for a kid's episode in Regular Chopped. Very cool. So, okay, did Kosher come up right away? Was that sort of like, hi, I'm Rachel, I'm a Jew, this is how I do it, take me, I'm amazing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and, did, and how did that come up in terms of, so had you seen Kosher competitors before on the show? Is that something that you had seen they are, they're able to accommodate so you felt confident that you could do this as well? So after, like, I heard I was going to be on and everything, my mom, like, called them to see, like, maybe they can do something for kosher, like, what, like, the limit of accommodations they're going to make. Mm -hmm. So my mom called them and said that, and they're like, okay, we'll get back to you, we'll get back to you. They got back to us, like, a few days later, and they said, like, what will it take to make it kosher for her to, like, eat the food and taste it so that everything's fair and stuff. And then my mom told them everything about meat and dairy and the ovens and the knives and the pots, so everything has to be new and everything. And they, like, got back to us the next day and said, like, okay, we're going to make all those accommodations. Like, yeah, and it was amazing. Chop did a great job, like, of accommodating people. And they got everything brand new from pots to pans to knives to cutting boards to everything to bowls. And it and they like labeled everything in the pantry with um, a huff K sign. That was kosher. Like they really did a really good job. Well, have you been in touch with the other chop contestants like Aton Bernath and I know there was a Chabad guy that was on. Have you spoken to them? Um, so I didn't speak to them, but when I first like applied and I was really anxious to know, um, like what, like when they're gonna get back to me. I, like, contacted Aton Bernath and asked him, asked him, like, 
how long it took from when he applied for them to answer. Got it. Yeah, that would that's I, I would do that too. I'm also I have a hard time waiting for things. But as you get older it gets easier because life moves faster. Okay, fine. So they come in, they give you everything, everything kosher. Um, and who are your contestants? Like who are you up against? Are they like professional chefs but just whiz kids? <laughs> so I was up against Pippa, Ryan and Jingo and it was two twelve year olds. Pippa and Ryan were twelve and Jingo was ten. So like I was really excited. They looked like like good like they looked like good chefs. Um, mm-hmm. And then as the rounds went on, like I was able to see like what people were better at and worse at, and like stuff like that. But I I was pretty confident after the first round because like the first so, round I don't know I feel like everyone's just nervous. <laughs> how long does it last for? Is it how many minutes per round and like. You have a secret ingredient for each round, or like if you could walk us through, you get there. I know it happened last yeah. spring that you filmed it, and then it aired just a few days ago. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, so, then, so what time um, of day do you get there, and like, kind of how how long does it last? Like, what are the different sections like? <clears throat> so I don't know if I can like. I think confidentiality. I don't think I can say like how it all worked. Got it. But I know it took, like, much longer than actual show, like, looks like. Yeah. But it's the, the way the show works is there's, like, four contestants, and each round there's four mystery ingredients. Okay. And you have 30 minutes to cook a dish with those four mandatory ingredients. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of each round, um, appetizer, entree, and dessert, one person gets cut, which leaves a winner at the end. Got it. So how do you how do you prepare for something like this? Meaning, do you just have your mom just like throw like mystery ingredients into a basket, and you just have to like be quick on your feet at home? Like, were you doing preparation before the show began? Um. So after I found out that I got in, my mom hired like we like we're looking for like a private chef to come and like help me like get better at my skills and stuff and be faster. So we found um, a chef named Sam Cadco, and he came to my house for eight weeks. Actually, I think a few more. Uh, yeah, about eight weeks um, on Sundays and came for five hours, and he taught me a bunch of stuff. So, like, the first few classes, he taught me, like, knife skills and how to be faster at them and stuff like that. And then, like, the last few classes we did, like, he made me, like, mystery baskets like like fake mystery baskets that I have to work with in 30 minutes to make a dish you know mm-hmm. and when you got so what what dishes did you prepare and was there one that was like you were especially proud of or one that was especially like overwhelming to do like tell, take me through the the foods you prepared um with the private chef no, oh, sorry, I mean at, at the actual uh, competition, the, the day that you were filmed. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, so in the first round, the four mystery ingredients were ground chicken, um, rapini, which is like a broccoli raw, but more like leafier, mm-hmm. and um, uh, tahini paste, and lemon sorbet. So I made um, chicken Israeli-style burgers with and uh, cabbage rapini coleslaw. Wow. And <laughs> so for that dish, um, 
I felt, like, really good about it because I make a lot of burgers at home, like, all the time. It's, like, mm-hmm. one of those things that my family, like, loves when I make. So mm-hmm. I make burgers a lot at home, and it happens to be that, like, a few days before the competition, I literally made the exact same thing. I made mm-hmm. chicken burgers, hummus, and coleslaw. Wow. So it worked out really, really well. Um, and then... So I was really, like, I felt good about that dish. It was just, like, so nerve-wracking the first round because it's, like, my first, like, judging, and it's so scary because, like, I've never done it before, like, you know? Yeah. And then, so after the first round and I didn't get out, I was, like, really, really, like, oh, yay, like, relieved and stuff and really excited that I made it to the second round. (laughs) And then the second round came, and it was the four mystery ingredients were flat iron steaks, um, okay. frozen waffle fries, hmm. um, dates, and spru- sprouted cauliflower. Okay. So what do you do with that? So, yeah. So sprouted cauliflower is like cauliflower, it's just like littler, like little, more little, um, uh, uh like sprouts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made a garlic and herb steak, and I grilled it, and then Mm. I made a waffle fry and sprouted cauliflower potato hash, Mm. and a date sweet and spicy sauce. Wow. I'm saying, have you made a date sauce before, or you just have, like, you have a knack for putting foods together, and you can kind of tell what will work, like... Where where does the inspiration come from to like create these dishes out of nowhere? So, so um, um, so the date sauce I have I don't like really like dates that much. <laughs> um, so I didn't like like the steak I knew I was gonna make because I love making steak, especially garlic and herb steak, yeah. and. Um, and then the potato hash I also make a lot at home, so it, like, worked out really well because, like, potatoes would take too long to cook, so I have these pre-cooked waffle fries that I can yeah. use, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the sauce I just, like, put together because I have dates that I have to use. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so that one worked out. Do you pray it all in the middle of this? Like, are you, like, sort of as you're waiting to get judged, is it like, hey, Hashem, help me out here? So they give you or- a little bit of time to, like, to, like, think of what you want to do before okay so you kind of get your your thoughts together there um and dish number three um dish number three um dish number three was basically um the four bathroom ingredients were linzer cookies um uh baby kiwis kombucha cherry kombucha which is like a sour soda And jelly, uh, Mike and Ike's in like a candy dispenser, and they gave us coins, so we had to put the the coins in the candy dispenser, and one came out at a time. Wow! Oh gosh! So what on earth do you do with all that? So I make like crumbles a lot at home with like some kind of fruit compote. So I took the Linda cookies and I, I like grounded it up in a food processor and incorporated it into, like, a crumble, like an oat crumble. And, um, wait, yeah, I made the crumble, and then I made a baby kiwi. Okay. 
a baby kiwi blueberry kombucha compote to go on bottom of that crumble. Wow. Um, and then on top, I topped it with like um, a whipped topping, um, an orange vanilla whipped topping. Wow. And basil, but I thought. <laughs> that is wild. And again, you just, I'm saying that's a lot of very big flavors between like cherry kombucha and kiwi and, and you just thought it would taste well, like taste good together? Yeah, so I knew that the baby kiwis were very, very sweet, so the sour cherry kombucha would, like, would, like, um, balance the sweetness out, mm. and then the blueberries, I knew would give it really nice color and just bring it all together. Wow. There's really, I'm saying, it seems like you really have just, like, a knack for this, meaning you've practiced, but you have a... Because I consider myself a somewhat adventurous cook, and I don't use recipes too often, but um, some of these ingredients are, are pretty wild, and I guess that's why you're a whiz kid and I'm just a regular adult. Um, and then, and then there were, is there one more? There was one more dish? No, that was the last dessert round. Got it. Um, okay, so have you, now I like bother my kids all the time to like think deep thoughts, so I don't know if, I'm, I'm sure I'm especially annoying, but um, have you given this any thought, like what it means to be like a religious Jew in the world where, you know, like a couple generations ago, people couldn't even like have a job where they could keep Shabbos. Like they were, I don't know if you've heard the stories before of people like they would lose their job every Friday because their boss wouldn't let them keep Shabbos. And then like every Friday they would get their pink slip and go home and keep Shabbos and then try again for a new job on Monday. Have you given it any thought? Like it's pretty amazing the accommodations that they made for you know, this kosher kid to be able to just do what anyone else could do, but within sort of the boundaries of, of your beliefs and your, you know, like who you are. Has that something that you've kind of thought about at all? Like kind of how special it is to live in the world today, where we live in the world today? Yeah, I think that it's really, really like good how like accommodating they were like, and especially just everyone like nowadays it is like learning to accept everyone no matter what like, whether it's religion or race or anything like that. And I also think of, like, cooking kosher out in the, like, real world is a, I think of it as a way to just be more creative with my food. And I have to think of it more as, like, a, a like, pro, like a math problem. And I have to solve it because how am I going to put meat and milk together in a dish even though I can't? So, like, I have to think of something creative to get a good solution. So I think of it as, like, a more creative way of cooking. as a mindset the, of a creative way of cooking. Did your, um, like, kosherness or Jewishness come up on the show at all? Like, did the judges mention it or the contestants? Or would you not have known if yeah. you didn't know? No, and, so and, all and, the other contestants knew. Okay. Um, and also the judges, like, knew. And they, like, brought it up, like, a few times. I brought it up all the time. And mm. it was actually very funny in the first round when I made the hummus. And I said, who was all the judges are like, hummus? And they're like, how do you even say that? That's very cute. Have you heard from, I mean, I know the, the observant Jewish world has gone pretty wild from this. Um, and I think there's just a real sense of pride seeing one of our own do something spectacular and you know, clearly being proud to be to be from. Um, have you heard anything from people that don't keep kosher that, you know, thought it was cool that someone kosher could, could do this, or is it mostly the responses in the religious community? 
So it was mostly responses from the religious community, but I have gotten, like, two or three people contact me from, like, non-Jewish communities. Mm-hmm. And what, like, what kind of response or feedback are they giving? So there's this one person who has a blog who, like, wants to interview me to post about me mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, and what kind of response have you gotten from, well, I guess, are you, like, you're, like, a little bit of a celebrity right now, right? Like, I'm saying at school, or, like, kind of what what has, I mean, your life, like, a week ago, it, it changed pretty drastically? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I started school on Thursday at the Jewish Foundation School. So, yeah. like, I started, with, like, usually, like, most of the school started before that, so I was really happy that we did it, because I had, mm-hmm. like, a few days, a few more days to, like, not go to taking it all in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, people are contacting me, and that night I was literally on, like, my phone answering text messages and DMs on Instagram, like, oh, Miles and Self, congratulations, like, all the, like, I was literally scrolling through it for almost two hours. Wow. So do you have a theory on why, why does a, a food competition get people so excited? Do you have any thoughts on kind of where this excitement is coming from? Um, I think that, like, most, like, people, like, a lot of people watch the Food Network, and a lot of people watch Chopped all the time, and, like, they never really see, like, there's very few people, like, religious Jews that go on Chopped, and, like, also the fact that, like, I, like, won, Mm -hmm. that, like, it makes it, like, I guess more of a bigger deal. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. So what's next? So now that um, you won a prize, you won the title... Uh, you made history, just, you know, a few things, but, um, and you're all of, uh, you're in eighth grade now? Yeah. <laughs> so what, I'm saying, what's next? Like, where do you see, do you keep cooking? Um, I'm saying, do you launch this into, I guess, some sort of bigger platform, or kind of, what What are your thoughts right now? So, uh, I think I'm going to take it slow, and uh-huh. I have a website that's in the middle of being, like, like, it's up on, it's Rachel in the Kitchen, K-I-D-C-H-E-N, and okay. it's online, you can look it up, dot com. Okay. But I think I'm going to keep building on that website, like, post a lot of recipes and stuff, and I'm going to just take it slow for now. Okay, cool. And what about when you grow up? Do you have any thoughts about career-wise, where cooking might take you? Um, when I grow up, I hopefully maybe want to, like, make a cookbook one day, and... Um, be a pri- I want to be like a private chef doing demos and stuff like that. Very cool. And do you have any advice for any listeners here? Maybe some kids that are listening or maybe some bigger kids that want to get into cooking or maybe want to apply for Chopped. Any advice on, you know, how to get on the show, how to improve your cooking career? Sorry, can you say that again? Oh, yeah. Do you have any advice for someone listening that's, that, you know, is hearing you now and says, wow, I'd love to do something like Rachel did? Like, any advice on how to maybe get selected to be on Chopped or how to improve your cooking technique, you know, for someone that wants to make, you know, more of a career out of, uh, out of cooking? So, any advice so, for... So, I know, like, when you love something that much, you have to, like, keep working at it and, like there's going to be times where, like, you feel like, like, oh, I can't do this, or, like, oh, no, like, I did this, and I'm never going to be able to fix it. Like, you just need to, like, remember that, like, cooking can, like, 
I find that when I'm in the kitchen, it, like, relaxes me, and it makes me excited, and I have so much fun in the kitchen. So you just need to remember to, like, keep cooking no matter what, and that you have to, like, keep going, even if something messes up and it doesn't go to your plan. Like, I like to say, like, if plan A doesn't work, you still have 23 letters left. Nice. All right. Well, um, and then I guess just where we have like a, about a minute left. Any, do you have any thoughts for what you're making for, for the rest of the, the Chagim? Are you uh, going to be involved in any of the recipe preparation or, or cooking for the rest of Tishrei? Um, yeah, of course. I always help my mom in the kitchen for Rosh Hashanah, for Sukkis, Um And yeah. Okay. Also, I just right. want to... Well, I just... Yeah. Any, I just any particular dishes you guys I, like to make for for the holidays? Um, we always make like meats and chickens, and every single time it's something new. We like to experiment. And where do you get like where do you get recipes from for um like for like Jewish cooking? Are you like looking around online? Or are you just making stuff up? Like where does that inspiration come from for like side dishes? My mom or has a bunch of. My mom has, like, a ton of recipes that she's had forever, and we have mm -hmm. all the cookbooks, all the new ones, all the old ones we sometimes use, mm -hmm. and I like to experiment. I don't really like using so much recipes. I like to make my own stuff, so, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, excellent. Well, um, I mean, it's really a tremendous Kiddush Hashem um, to, now that you just did this, you know, keeping kosher, but that you did it so proudly, um, and it's really, you know, we, we do um, a yearly award on our, uh, in our organization, the Orthodox Jewish All-Stars, where we feature people that have been prominently Orthodox, you know, in some sort of public position, and um, in some ways it seems like, you know, what, what does a cooking show mean exactly? Like, you know, it's kind of like a funny, silly thing, but on the other hand, um, I think that because there's so much unfortunately bad news in the news sometimes about religious Jews the good news doesn't get reported on um, that when we have you know someone doing something you know cool and fun and that people kind of look up to um, it it just makes people feel so much pride so um, really kolakavod for making so many people in your community feel so proud uh, you know to, to be Jewish and to be observant and um, a really beautiful way to start off the year and um, we wish you a lot of Hatzlacha on your uh, blossoming uh, cooking career. Thank you so, so much for having me. I hope everyone has a good fast on Yom Kippur and a good Yontif and the rest of the year. Okay, thank you so much. And thank you for listening. And you can catch us same time, same place next week. Bye-bye.